All right, let's pray for the message for tonight. I also want to pray for the offering. Uh, again, uh, as you leave, our ushers will be available for you to drop off your offering with them. You can mail it in, or you can use our online services to uh, send your offerings through our online services, okay? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now for the message from the Bible that we're going to hear right now. We ask you to bless, Lord God, uh, the message from the Bible. We also want to ask you to bless the offerings. We want to thank you that up until now, Lord God, even with this pandemic and so many people out of work and so many struggling financially, you have been faithful to our church. You have provided financially for every single need, Lord God. We've been able to pay for all of our bills and meet all of our requirements, and we thank you for that, Lord. So we pray right now, God, that you would just anoint the rest of the service. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said... Amen. Very good. Okay. Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. We're going to focus on verse 4 tonight. It says this, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we were focusing on the words grace and peace, and we learned that true grace and true peace can be found only in God through Jesus Christ. True peace, resting in God, comes through Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, 7 says this, And the peace of God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How many of you desire that peace of God? Peace that comes only from God. John 14, 27. These are the words of Jesus. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He says, I do not give it to you as a world because you're not going to find God's peace in any realm of this world. It has to come from God. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Now, having peace, having the peace of God is great, but we learn that in order to have the peace of God, you first have to have peace with God. Peace with God. In our natural state, without God, before you and I, who are here right now, who are born-again Christians, who know the Lord Jesus Christ personally as our Lord and Savior, before we, we were saved, before we understood all, this, all these concepts or this understanding, the Bible tells us that we were enemies of God. Those, even right now, as I am speaking, who do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ or with God through Jesus Christ are lost they are separated from God. They are without God. In our natural state without God, we are not at peace with God. We are at war with God. Did you hear what I just said? Without Jesus in our lives, we are literally at war with God. Colossians 1.21 says this. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now... Through Christ, we are reconciled, and that word means to be brought into a position of peace. Peace. The, a holy God in relationship with a with sinful man, and that is possible because of the blood 
of Christ or the cross. Romans 5.10 says this in the Good News Translation. It says this. We were God's enemies, but he made us his friends through the death of his son. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are now friends of God. How many of you are glad that you're on God's side, amen? And that he's on your side, more importantly. Praise God for that. Listen to what it says in Acts 10.36. It says, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. Peace through Jesus Christ. Peace through Jesus Christ. It doesn't say peace through Muhammad. It doesn't say peace through Krishna. It doesn't say peace through the Hindu deities. No. Or through any other religion or any other faith. No. It says peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords Church and no one can replace him. Don't let anybody confuse you. Don't let anybody dialogue with you trying to convince you that there are many ways to God. No, no, no. There's only one way and his name is Jesus. And you can't have peace with God until you have your sins forgiven. And that comes only through Christ. Isaiah 59.2 says this. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. This sin thing is very serious. Unless you deal with that. And if you die in your sin, that means you're going to go straight to hell. You got to take care of it by going to Jesus. Can you say amen, church? So now we come to Galatians chapter 1 verse 4, which is our text for tonight. And it says this in Galatians chapter 1 verse 4. It says, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. At that moment, when that moment hits that where you realize that you are a sinner, at that moment when you realize that you are in trouble, at that moment when you realize that you need to repent, that is the grace of God that somehow supernaturally revealed to you and to me that you were in trouble. We need to thank God for that day when it hit you, whenever it hit you, whatever time it hit you, whatever day it hit you, whatever the circumstances were that it hit you, you need to thank God for that day of terror that struck your heart and you needed God's help. And when you needed God's help and you realized that you're in trouble, you cried out to him. And you need to thank God for that day. The grace of God that opens up your mind and heart. The grace of God that gives you a desire to want to know God. The grace of God that leads you to repentance. The grace of God that motivates you to cry out to God for forgiveness and for salvation. And so in your desperation, in my desperation, what do we do? We cry out and we say, Jesus, save me. I don't know what's going on, but I know that I need you in my life, God. And I want you in my life. Ephesians 1.7 In him... We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Acts 13, 38. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. Set free from every sin sin. Don't let the devil condemn you. You have been set free from every sin, past, present, future. I know that that's hard to believe. I know that that's hard to understand, but that's the power of grace. That's the power of God. That's the power of the blood. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. A justification, meaning you are not guilty. 
you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. This is why we preach so that people will be saved, so that people will turn to God, so that people will repent, so that people will call on Jesus Christ for salvation, so that people will be forgiven of their sins, so that people can be free, and so that people can have some peace. If we go back to Galatians 1, 4, it says this, who gave himself for our sins. The reason we're able to have forgiveness of sins is because Jesus willingly gave his life for our sins, for us. Many times the Bible tells us that Jesus, many scriptures tell us that Jesus gave himself for us. But I'm just going to highlight a couple of them. In John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18, it says this. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life. Jesus willingly laid down his life for us. Verse 18, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Another scripture where he said, where talks about him giving himself for us. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 and 6, it says this, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Church, he paid the price for the sin of all mankind. But if we go back to Galatians 1.4, I want to focus on two words. The word rescue and the word evil in that scripture. Let me read it again. Galatians 1.4, it says this. Who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. The first word that I want to focus on is the word rescue. The word rescue is a very, to me, it's a very strong word. And it's defined as this, to save someone or something from a dangerous or distressing situation. The Bible tells me that Jesus gave himself to rescue us. Now to me, Someone that needs rescuing is in a situation that requires help from an outside source in order to survive. You need someone's help because you are in a situation that is impossible for you to get out of. You are in a situation where on your own you are hopeless or helpless and unable to do anything to save yourself in your own strength or in your own ability or in your own power. Are you guys getting this picture? Can you say amen? I mean, when you're in a situation like that, someone needs to come by and rescue you. I, I just put some, uh, together some videos of people that were rescued. They were completely helpless, hopeless, and without somebody to help them, they would have died. So I want to show these videos really quick to you, all right, of actual rescue, rescues that took place. Let's go ahead and watch these. Just imagine you hanging on that cliff there. Can you skip to the next one, Danielle? This is pretty exciting, huh?
Okay, you want to try the next one, Danielle? Let's see how that one works. It's a code four. I'm not sure what that means. Okay, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to watch this one, but uh, let me see if we could even see the guy. Okay, there was a guy that was in that building, and the fireman that you see there on the ladder rescued him, but we're not going to get to watch it, okay? Go on to the next one. Let's see if we get any luck with the next one, if there is one. Let's turn our attention now okay. to some of the most dramatic rescues ever captured on camera. Whether it's scaling walls or lifting cars, everyday heroes live among us when lives are on the line. Watch what happens when rescue instincts kick into overdrive in these fight or flight moments all caught on tape. Some people just react differently. The gut reactions in this band of bystanders? Kick into action and tap into superhuman strength after seeing a woman pinned under a car. The group was able to lift her out to safety. Same goes for this group of everyday heroes pulling a woman from a potentially fatal situation even as flames flicker. Some make a conscious decision to act. Others do it subconsciously or unconsciously. An unknown instinct is triggered for some when they see a dire situation. But paramedic John Everlove says there's no telltale sign who is tapped with this helper trait. We often see people that you wouldn't think would be actors. Those would intervene, finding themselves in a place where they have no choice but to participate or they have a choice not to participate and they choose to act. One teen in Ranchos Palos Verdes, California, took a dip into a riptide that had him fighting for his life after being whitewashed for minutes. A good Samaritan attempts to save the boy, only to be caught up in the current himself. Oh my God. A brave bystander risks his own life and dives in to save both the boy and the man who tried to save him. Luckily, he was successful. Some people do that willingly and say to themselves in that moment, I would rather be injured and know that I tried to help than to not be injured and have something bad happen to the other person. Like this man in Paris who saw a child in danger hanging from the side of a building. He doesn't hesitate to jump from floor to floor and save the baby. Later, his heroics were recognized by the Prime Minister of France, Emmanuel Macron, even granting the immigrant citizen status in the country. And while there are plenty of scenarios that can take you by surprise, some you can be prepared for. Let's go for. ahead and stop right Watch there, Danielle, and get ready for the next one, okay? All right. Would you say if you were that person that was hanging on the cliff there, that you were in a situation where you needed somebody's help? Would you guys all agree with that? I mean, that person was completely defenseless. They were just hanging there, and they needed somebody's help. The same thing with a person caught in that riptide in the ocean. I mean, they, were, they needed somebody's help. The same thing with that person that got caught uh, in the car that was on fire. They needed somebody's help. There's all kinds of situations like that, okay? Now, now the majority of these examples that we just saw here tonight, it was people needing to be rescued from a dangerous or life-threatening situation as a result of an accident, something that was not planned, they got themselves into. It happens all the time in our lives where we accidentally get into situations that for us are impossible and we need someone to help us or to rescue us or unintentional actions. But the second word found in Galatians chapter 1, verse 4, that to me is important, is the word evil. It says in Galatians chapter 1, verse 4, it says this, 
who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of God, of our God and Father. Now, to be in a situation where you require someone to rescue you is bad enough. But when that is compounded by adding evil to it, it is worse. There are a lot of evil people in the world. How many of you understand that? Did you hear what I just said? I mean, sadly, I hate to say this, but there's a lot of wicked, evil people in the world. There's sex sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is real. Kidnapping is real. Rape, attempted murder, molestation, abuse, all types of evil are real, and they exist in this world. Sadly, we live in a world where there are people that intentionally want to cause harm and pain to others. It's very, very sad. And the reality is that sometimes... Many times, most of the time, there is no one there to rescue them. It's a very sad statistic. It's a very sad reality that there is no one there to rescue them. When someone evil intentionally wants to do harm to another person, there was no one there to stop someone or to rescue someone from getting kidnapped. There was no one there to stop someone or rescue someone from getting raped. There was no one there to stop someone or rescue someone from getting murdered. There was no one there to stop someone or rescue someone from getting molested. There was, And the sad reality is that the world and the evil that we live with every single day is real. As a matter of fact, that's why so many people get mad at God or don't want to go to God or don't want to come to church or don't want to surrender the Lord because they're angry with God. Why? Where was God when I got molested? Where was God when I got raped? Where was God when I got, when, when I got abused? And, and, and they get mad at God and it, and it prevents them from connecting with the Lord. However, when someone rescues you, not only from a dangerous and life-threatening situation, but from a dangerous and life-threatening situation that involves evil or an evil person, how many of you know that's a very big deal? Would you agree with me? Can you say amen, church? Now, I'm going to show this clip. It's the movie called The Call. I happened to see it on TV the other day, okay? And um, it's starring Halle Berry, but let me just, in case you don't know what this movie is about, it's about a serial killer who is out there killing a bunch of young ladies, all right? And in the first part of the movie, he gets away with uh, killing one young lady. And Halle Berry plays a 911 emergency operator in this movie. And it breaks her heart because this serial killer is able to get away with killing the first lady. But the rest of the movie shows uh, the same serial killer uh, kidnapping another young lady going to kill her, making plans to kill her, but Halle Berry comes in and saves her at the end. Now, whenever we talk about evil, whenever we talk about darkness and, and, and stuff, it, it's ugly, it's gory, it's, it's awful. I know that it's not a nice thing to show in church, but I want to show this. It's a movie clip or uh, the trailer for this movie, The Call, and it'll give you kind of a, an issue of confronting evil. Okay, so let's go ahead and watch this clip, see if it works for us. emergency. <laughs> Officers are going to be there any second. He's going back downstairs. Leia? 
whatever this is, I suggest you leave that house before you do anything you're gonna regret. It's already done. This marks the sixth girl murdered. Investigators believe they are dealing with a serial killer. I'll be here when you need me. You know that, right? I'm on my way home now. Love you too. Bye. Oh, oh my god. Emergency. I'm in the trunk. I'm the There's no location. It's a disposable. No chip. Please help me. I don't know what to do. Okay, listen. For us to help you, I need you to help me. We're gonna fight. Can you tell him you're on a freeway or surface street? Freeway. Okay. Keep the tail lights out. I did it. Good work. And I want to see if any other car is gonna be able to notice you. Now find a release lever. Please, I've been kidnapped. Open the door now. that little girl. You don't have to do this. It's already done. It's already done. It's the same man. We are gonna find you. Where's the house? What do you think, church? Do you think evil is real? What do you think? Unfortunately, evil is real. Okay? Now, how does all this relate to you and me? For those of us who are Christians, for those of us who are born again, for those of us that are children of God, for those of us that are part of the family of God, first of all, can you shout hallelujah that you are part of the special club of Jesus? Amen? That's the first thing. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ gave himself for us. Jesus Christ willingly lived a pure and sinless life for us. Jesus Christ willingly experienced injustice, brutality, humiliation, suffering, torture, and death for us. Jesus Christ willingly went to the cross for us. Jesus Christ willingly gave his body for us. Jesus Christ willingly gave his blood for us. Jesus Christ willingly died on the cross for us. And Jesus Christ faced the horrific reality of pure evil face to face when he descended into the hell into hell and he was able to defeat the powers of hell and the grave and he rose again on the third day so that today we can claim victory in Jesus name against evil church listen before coming to Christ before receiving Christ as our Lord and Savior we were separated from God we were enemies of God and without hope listen to what Ephesians 2 12 says it says this remember that at that time you were separate from Christ excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. In other words, we were disconnected, we were hopeless and helpless 
and we needed to be rescued. Jesus Christ gave himself to rescue us. He saw that we could not rescue ourselves. We were the ones trapped under the car. We were the ones trapped in the car that was on fire. We were the ones drowning in the riptide of the ocean. We were the ones hanging on a cliff ready to plunge to our death. But thank God for that day when we, in our desperation and in our sin, we cried out to Jesus. We said, Jesus, save me. And he rescued us, church. He rescued us from destruction. When we received Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we cried out to God to save us and rescue us and forgive us, the Bible tells us that he reached down and he rescued us. That's why I always say to you, remember that day that you got saved. Make that the most important moment of your life. For me, I know I've said it before, when I'm having a hard day, when I'm going through a tough situation, when I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed and, and things are going crazy and out of control, I go back to that day that I got saved. And on that day that I got saved, I just remembered that nothing else mattered except me and Jesus. And anything else that happens before that or after that has very little significance because I just thank God for that day that Jesus saved me. And that takes away all of the, all of the burden. I can, I, you know what? It doesn't really matter what happens, good or bad. I just thank God for that day that I got saved. Not only did Jesus rescue us from the bondage of sin, but he also rescued us from the powers of hell, evil, and the devil. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says this, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Acts twenty six eighteen, To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That's why you and I cannot allow the enemy to lie to us or to deceive us and to put a condemnation trip on us. No, no, no. Jesus Christ rescued us from all that and we are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Not because we deserve it, but because of the blood. The disciples asked Jesus how they should pray. In Matthew chapter 6, Verses 9 through 13, it says this. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Verse 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. When we stick with Jesus, we will have the ability to be delivered from the powers of the evil one. First Peter 5 8, be alert and sober and be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. John 10 10. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Every day we should ask our Lord to deliver us from the evil one, to rescue us from the present evil age. First John 3, 8. This, this, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Right now what I'm doing is I'm destroying the devil's work. Anything that's coming against your mind, anything that's coming against your life, we're rebuking it in the name of Jesus so that you can walk in the victory that is rightfully yours. But let me say this, and I'm going to be very clear. Do bad things 
still happen to Christians. Yes, they do. We live in a real world. We live in a real world. And sad to say, bad things still happen to Christian people, good people, godly people. So don't misunderstand what we're saying here. Because stuff still happens. But no matter how ugly life gets, always remember this. Keep your eyes on Jesus and he will keep your minds, your hearts in that perfect state of peace. Are you guys listening to what I'm saying? Galatians 1.4 tells us that Jesus desires to rescue us from the present evil age. For us today, the present evil age is today. For the Apostle Paul, the present evil age was, was for the time that he was here on earth during the Roman Empire. The word present pertains to whatever time period the person reading this verse is living. Many times, I can't help but to think about what kind of a world it will be for Jamie and Manny as they get older. Because I see everything that's going on right now, how crazy everything is, and how everything is changing. And I say, man, as they get older, I wonder what kind of a world it's going to be. If they have children, I often stop and think about what kind of a world it will be for their kids and for future generations. But you know what? God assures me that, and he comforts me with this promise. He says to me, Jerry, if Jamie and Manny follow me as their God, if they live for me as their God, if they honor me as their God, you don't have to worry. I will be with them. It doesn't matter how evil, how chaotic, how crazy the world may become. If you walk with God, God will walk with you and you will be protected by him. He will deliver you from the present evil age, whatever that age is, whenever anybody is alive. It is a present evil age. The same thing if they decide to have children. Jerry, if they raise their kids up in the fear of God. If they teach their kids to follow me, I will be with them. I will bless them. Remember, I will rescue them from the present evil age. Jerry, you may not be around 20, 30, 40 years from now, but I will be there. I will be present. I will take care of all future generations that choose to follow me as their God. Revelation 4, 8 says this, each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was, he's the God of the past who is he is the God of the present and who is to come he is the God of the future no matter what that future is it doesn't matter if God is there things are going to be okay and if you're walking with God things are going to be okay you don't have to be afraid you don't have to be concerned he's the same yesterday today and forever he doesn't change and he's going to be faithful and it doesn't matter how evil or corrupt this world is why because he's there he's an ever present help in times of trouble. Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Galatians 1, 4. As we conclude here tonight. Who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. You keep following Jesus and you're going to be okay. Because God will be with you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now, God, that you would just bless your people as we learn to trust you no matter how crazy things get. And Lord, people are predicting 
in November after this election that things are going to go crazy. And we have to be ready, Lord, and just be at peace and know that you're in control. You are guiding and you are directing the affairs of our nation, of our world, but more importantly, of our individual lives and of our families. And Lord, we're going to choose to put our trust in you in this present evil age. You promise to be with us. If you're here tonight and you say, Jerry, I am not a Christian. I have never surrendered my life to Jesus. And I want to do that here tonight. Just lift up your hand right now. If you're in church and you say, I want to receive Jesus. I want to, I want to receive his protection and his blessing in my life. Those of you watching online, if you feel that tug in your heart where you want to respond to God and you want to surrender to God and you're tired of doing your own thing and living your own life, running your own program, living according to your own rules and, and making up whatever you think is right or wrong. No, no, no. It's what the Bible says. And if you're ready to surrender your life and to trust God, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you and I understand that I am a sinner. But tonight, I also understand that you want peace and you want to give me peace through Jesus Christ, your son. And so tonight, I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins by his blood and by his body. And I believe that on the third day, he rose from the grave. In Jesus' name I pray, Father. Amen. God bless you, church. Thank you so much for being here tonight. If any of you have any personal prayer needs, you feel free to come on up to the altar and we'll pray for you. But in the meantime, let's go out there. Let's face this crazy world that we live in, knowing that Jesus Christ is with us, church. And we don't have to be intimidated. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be insecure. God is with us. And he's going to give us the victory. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.